listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now you're with Paul Moore and Herman Even. Herman, hello, sir. Hello, Paul. Listen, uh, we had quite the discussion last time, and you said we were going to talk about judgments crippling marriages and relationships. Yeah, people just don't get how bad these judgments really are. (laughs) And before we talk about that, let me pray for us before we go on. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much that you have provided hope. You've gone way beyond hope and provided the solution to these judgments. Even though you put them in place, you provided a solution. And our problem is we don't pay attention to the solution. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you. Let's review why this is going on in the first place. We have these judgments, and most people don't even know that their everyday behavior is being dictated to by the judgments. They, they don't realize it. What? I mean, you said this last week, and here I am saying, huh? That's exactly right. Well, let's, let's talk about the battle again, because this battle that we're talking about here is between the way you're designed. Okay, this is not the battle between the sexes. No, it is not. It this does is... create that. It does create that battle. There's no doubt about it. It's the underlying current that creates the battle between the sexes. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Okay, so there's the battle between the sexes, but the battle you're talking about is, is an internal battle. Design and judgment. That's right. Your internal design and the judgments that God put in place that cause this issue that between your design and the way that he says now things are going to work differently. It's creating all sorts of flashing me moments for everybody on the face of the earth. That's what the judgments do. So we have this design. Women are designed to relate. Man is designed to work. Okay, those are the two basic designs. And when you see the judgment that God put in place, you see that woman was judged so that her relational design would not give her fulfillment anymore. So she was designed to relate very clearly in a perfect way with Adam. And then they sinned, and now she wants this relationship with Adam, and it's not going to work the same way anymore. Okay, so God says it's not good for man to be alone. He's going to make for him a helper suitable to his design. They sin, and then we get these judgments in Genesis 3.16. That's right, for the woman, Genesis 3.16. So in that judgment, it says again that she's going to have pain in childbirth. She's going to have a desire for her husband, but he's going to rule over her. Every one of those elements are aimed at her relational design. Okay, just just look at that, how that works. Okay. So she's designed to be relational. The judgments come in and say, I'm going to make that design of being relational very difficult on you. You're going to have relationships, but they're going to be painful and unfulfilling. That's what the judgment ends up doing. And the judgments then end up causing her to focus her attention on herself, how she doesn't feel safe or how she feels like she needs to be in control of her husband or she needs to be in control of the relationships. She doesn't feel safe. We could uh, we could uh, speculate that as it relates to the judgment. So 
I don't feel safe, so I'm going to take control. I'm going to take control. I want to make certain that I'm okay. That's what the judgment ends up doing. It ends up focusing the attention on yourself. It's the fuel for the flashing me. That's the reason why we believe it's so important. So that's the woman's side. For the man's side, it does exactly the same thing against his design. He's designed to work. The judgment comes into play. His design is wanting to be significant. His design is saying, you get out there and work, and your testosterone design is going to take these things on as a challenge. And when you take them on as a challenge, it'll be fulfilling. But God cursed the ground, so the ground is no longer participating with the man in his design to work. So everything he plants now is going to have thorns and thistles and weeds that are constantly choking out his work. It'd be the same type of thing that we're experiencing, not in the agricultural type of mindset, but everything that I do is likely to be undone tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can, I love to think of the metaphor of me just mowing my grass. Uh, I mow my grass, it looks pretty, and not too long later, it doesn't look pretty anymore. And you got to go back. Got to go back and do it again. I do some work with clients. I work real hard. It gets to a place where it looks like it's going well, and then it falls apart, right? That's the whole idea of how the judgment impacts you and I as men. It impacts women in a similar way okay, from so that they viewpoint. they get their relationships where they think they want them, and like our grass, it starts falling apart and needs to be redone. Right, and I'm going for significance because my testosterone wants significance. I want to see fulfillment out of that. So I'm going for significance. A woman is going for her relationship to be safe, and when I don't feel significant, I'm going to end up trying to so-called turn up the volume to be more significant and focus my attention on work and activities. And I'm not going to be focused on Louie, my wife. And when she is falling into the judgment, she's wanting to feel safe and she's trying to control me to make me meet her needs. And it just creates this awful battle of the judgments crippling marriage, not helping. Okay. Well, last time you had said, look, imagine that there are three circles Mm -hmm. and you put us into each of these three circles, and I guess I didn't get it. Maybe it was too quick, but you said women are designed to be relational, so when she's trying to do that, she's focusing on her husband. Men are designed to work, and they tend to focus on work, so the whole thing tends to draw us from each other. That's right, and both of those, we'll we'll come back to that, because I do want to go over that in, in some more detail, but the judgments I just want to make certain that people understand these judgments get you to focus on your own needs rather than focusing on the needs of others. That is the whole idea of what the sin nature is doing to us. So the judgments are part of, if not the same as the sin nature. I wouldn't classify that. I don't know. But these judgments create in us a real desire to say, it's all about me. Well, you said focus on my own needs, and immediately right out of my chest it wants to leap out and go, and what's wrong with that? That's exactly what's going to happen with us, because every relationship dies because each individual focuses on themselves rather than focusing on meeting the needs of the other people. That's the whole idea of pursuing the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. That's the solution for all relationships, right? And I was expecting you to say, well, Paul, you need to trust that God's God and he will meet your needs, so you're supposed to do this. And he will. 
he gives us the energy to do it the right way. The judgments are the autopilot for us. Just think of it that way. Left to your own devices, you're going to participate in these judgments as a man and try to get your significance from work and activities. Left on autopilot for a woman, she's going to try to get her significance from relationships. And it's not going to work for her. She's going to end up trying to control things to make it go her way. So God set me up so autopilot will crash me into a wall. That doesn't seem right. (laughs) Well, God didn't set you up. We set ourselves up. We're the ones that sinned. He didn't sin. This is the consequence for the sin. So be careful with that type of a statement. <laughs> and, I've, and I've heard that before. It's almost like, well, God's not fair. Well, yes, he is. He's 100% fair. He told us this was going to happen. Just don't eat of the tree. And we wouldn't be experiencing these things. He knows everything that we're going to do, and he's provided a solution. Stop depending upon ourselves and start depending upon him. The fundamental decision. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the material we're talking about comes from the website, Great Relationships. That's grnumeratelationships.com. It's chapter four. Now, in chapter four, section one is all about women and the judgments on women. Section two is men, the judgments on men, and then three, the battle, the very thing we're trying to understand right now. So there you go. We hope you'll be back right after this. Great definitions for great relationship. God's complementary designs. Men and women are created equal in value, but different in design and role. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and uh, what's that I keep forgetting? Oh, yes, your minds. It's hard to think well. Simple Tools for Brain Surgery gives you the right tools. Here's Worldview Academy's Bill Jack. When the delegates at the Constitutional Convention couldn't reach agreement, Ben Franklin stood and said, In the beginning of the contest with Britain, we had daily prayers in this room for divine protection. Our prayers were heard. And have we now forgotten that powerful friend? I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. We have been assured that except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this. He called the convention to prayer, and after they prayed, they reached agreement. The power of prayer, not the political savvy of delegates, brought the colonies together as one nation. Another simple tool for brain surgery. To add more tools to your kit, go to worldview.org. You're back. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love, because it takes right thinking for right relationships right now. And you know what? It also takes your prayers and your faithful Mm -hmm. support. And I just simply want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. So, Herman, before the break, we were talking about things you hear in your office in the context of the judgments and our design. Mm -hmm. What are some additional things that would be indicative? Well, what's so interesting is when we're talking about, to me that is, it's interesting. I hope it's interesting to you too. (laughs) So when we're talking about the judgments, it's, it can be sounding very theoretical, but here's some statements 
that you can know more than likely the judgment is at work and I'll deal with a woman's life and then I'll deal with a man's life. Uh, since the judgments encourage flashing our me, the judgments are also encouraging fear. And fear is a big driving force for men and women. But it's going to show up a little differently for a woman. A woman is going to fear not being safe because she's a relational creature. She's going to fear not being protected. My relational needs are not being met. More than likely, any woman listening to this will have some essence of knowing that that's gone on in her life more often than not. My fear is real. I'm feeling it. And that's my point. And you want me to feel guilty for not trusting God because I'm afraid? My point is the judgment is driving this fear, uh, driving this fear that she's not going to be protected, she's not safe, her relational needs aren't going to be met, and that leads us to Genesis 3.16, which says she's going to end up wanting to establish relationships with her children. If those relationships with her children aren't working, she's going to fear even more. And if the relationship with her husband is not working, she's going to fear even more. So she drives those relationships in a way to try to control those relationships so that she can start feeling safe and pain-free in her relationships. So what kind of things do you hear in your office that say this is going on? That's the exact type of thing that that is said. You know, my husband's not taking care of me, or he's not spending time with me, or the kids don't respect me. It's all of those type of statements are driven by the judgment and obviously driven by fear. She, when she is not feeling safe, this is the other thing that typically shows up. People don't want to be around uh, the person that they are griping about. So, for instance, I really want a relationship with my husband, but he's just not taking care of me, and I'm so tired of that, I'm just going to have to take care of my own needs. He's just going to have to live his own life, literally, some statements like that. Uh, it typically is not that graphic, but it, t- it, it does have that type of a flavor. I'm just going to live my life the way that I can live it so I can be independent of this jerk. And that's a key element of what the judgment does to women, drives them to be independent, whereas God designed a woman with her uh, relational abilities to be dependent. So that is exactly the same type of thing that's going to happen on the man. It's going to drive independence for him also. But for a woman, it's going to drive her to be independent of the very relationships that she wants. Well, I can't, I can't get it, and therefore, you know, I'm just going to go seek some relationships that care about me. That is a, that is a sad way to start living, unfortunately. And so what would you say? I mean, clearly there's the freedom to go out the door, but what would you say? The way that you solve any of this I'm sorry, but you need to consider what God is telling you is the answer. The answer is never going to be in participating in the judgments. And that's all you're doing here is participating in the judgment at this point in time. But I've been in rooms with really heated discussion. And I said, can we just slow down for a second? What do you think God is asking you to do that's in a, this moment? And that's the point. God is not asking you to participate in the judgment. He's asking you to depend upon him. Notice again, I want to give the big, big, big picture here. The judgments drive you to start fueling your me and flashing your me. And anytime you start focusing on yourself, you can't be focused on doing what God wants you to do, which is, as a woman, 
the battle is going to be going on between what her true design wants, which is, I want this relationship to work, and the judgment is saying, well, the only way you're going to get it to work is to control it. And God is saying, no, that isn't how it works. You serve people, you don't try to control them. You don't try to make it go your way. You end up serving them. And that is the way a woman's relational design is made. Okay, so the judgments actually give us this predisposition, this autopilot to want to crash into the wall. But God's saying, you have the freedom of choice. And if you will trust me, this judgment gets overridden. Yeah, if you trust me on the whole idea of we've talked about it multiple times, submission. If you trust me that respecting your husband unconditionally is the way to go, as opposed to trying to control him, that is the way that you get out of this judgment. That's the way you get out of these fearful feelings. Simply trust that I'm telling you what's right. And then you can go and hear from the man at this point in time. This, <laughs> the same type of bad stuff is going on with the man. The man is all upset. He, he's being driven by fear also. And mainly, as I said for a woman, a woman is driven by fear that she's not going to be safe. She's not going to be provided for. A man is fearing that he's not going to be significant and respected. Now, just think about that. What does God ask for a man to do for a wife? to love her unconditionally, right? Right. And that would hopefully help her start feeling safe. He does what he's being asked to do, has nothing to do with whether she will feel that that's, way or not. That's her issue, but it's still his role to do that for her. Just like for a woman, a woman is to be respecting her husband, and if he is fearing that he's not gonna be significant or respected, guess what? The woman can at least provide her part and help him get out of his judgment. But neither one of them are going to get out of their judgment unless they decide to simply start serving the other person instead of trying to get something from the other person. And he probably is trying to get his significance from work because the story that I often hear is he doesn't feel significant at home. She's complaining about him all the time. He's either not earning enough money so that they can have a different lifestyle, or he's earning plenty of money, but he's spending it elsewhere, and she's not getting the relationship she wants with him. Every time you start hearing these type of conversations, a man is not seeking his significance at home, and a woman is not relating to her husband from the viewpoint of just trying to relate to him. She's trying to control him. That is the way the judgments tend to work. A man will end up with his judgment trying to be significant from work and activities, from how big his toys are or what his toys are, from what he is actually doing. It may not be from work exactly, but it's from all the other things he might be doing to gain his significance. And we see this all the time, right? So why is it so hard for me just to say, God, why aren't I listening to you? Instead, I spend all day going, why not this? Why aren't I respected? Why aren't I? Because we are such creatures of sight, not faith. And we end up constantly looking at what we can see and trusting in money, trusting in relationships, trusting in life to fulfill us instead of doing what God asks us to do, which is trust in him to fulfill us. We therefore end up cementing ourselves into the judgments 
as opposed to the solution, because the judgments cause us to be more sight-oriented, more now-oriented, more present-oriented into they aren't meeting my needs or work's not meeting my needs. I need to be significant as a man. Or my wife is saying she needs to be safe as a woman. And that gets you anchored into the judgments as opposed to being anchored into what God asks you to be doing for the other person. You sold me. I hear you. I'm seeing that my feet are anchored. I've painted myself in a corner. Now what? Now we can draw those circles to start talking about how this can be solved. But I want to present those circles again to you so that you can see how bad the judgments uh, cause marriage to be. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. You are not responsible for your family tree, but you are responsible for your limb and the acorns that fall from it. Dr. Marlon Howe. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And we're back. You're listening to Great Relationships, the website, grnumeral8relationships.com. You know what? When you send a link of this program to someone, do it in love. You said before the break we were going to do the three circles. I just want to know this before the three circles. Where's the hope? (laughs) That's right. Every time we talk about these judgments, it really does get almost hopeless. It sucks the energy out of you. It it really will. And we've tried to intersperse the solution as we've been talking about it for the last two segments, trying to intersperse. There is a solution. God has provided the answer. But the problem is the statements like this— a wife saying, you're spending too much time at work. You're not spending enough time with the kids. You're not spending enough time with me. I wish wish you had more time for me and the children. Those are the type of things that are real statements. Or it could be TV or any kind of escape. Absolutely. To not be 
uh, you're spending so much time uh, golfing or you're spending so much time fishing or you're spending so much time hunting. Those are statements that are actually driven from the judgment. This is how practical this is. People don't, Really? Because I thought it just meant he doesn't like me. That's exactly what the judgment will cause a woman to start thinking. Notice again, she's designed to be relational. She wants that relationship with her husband to work. So she's going to make those type of statements because she's trying to have that relationship work. She's going to end up trying to control that relationship to make it go her way. That's the reason why statements like you're spending too much time at work or you're spending too much time hunting, you're spending, you're not paying attention to me and the kids. Those statements are being made because of the judgment and because of her design that are in battle with each other. Let's draw this out. Let's draw this out again. Uh, You can use circles. You can use rectangles. I don't care what you put. But on the left-hand side, draw a circle, and in that circle, it's just put woman. And then in a middle circle, draw draw a circle, obviously, and put man. And then the right-hand circle, put work. Then draw an arrow from the woman to the man, and right, right above that arrow, control. And then draw an arrow from man to work, and right above that little arrow, control. That is what is happening with the judgments. Woman, in her judgment, is trying to control man, and man, in his judgment, is trying to control work. And notice that these arrows, the arrow from a woman is to man, and the arrow from man is to work. Now, how is that relationship ever going to work? It's all going away from each other. She's trying to have the relationship with him, but what is he doing? He's trying to control work. Why is he trying to control work? To be significant. Why is she trying to control him? To have the safety of the relationship, to have the idea of this fulfilling relationship that her design so desperately needs. Let's again, if you want to just write a little phrase underneath the woman's circle, Write some of those phrases that I just got through saying, some, some things like, you're spending too much time at work, or put in parentheses, golf, or anything else. That's the type of statement that a woman is going to be saying in her judgment. And then underneath the man circle, in that middle, uh, you could say something like, uh, I've got so much to do at work, or I just want some time to relax, so when I come home, I don't want to have to fool with you guys. <laughs> that could be the statement coming from him, right? These are real situations, correct? This, yes. this is what happens in life. And these judgments literally set up relationships and marriage to fail. Well, the bad thinking causes bad action. That's right. That's exactly right. So how are we going to get over this? The three circles that you were talking about, or just add the fourth circle, which is the most predominant. Add that fourth circle above the first two. And God is saying to the, to the woman, no, don't try to control him. Respect him. So focus on me. Focus on meeting his needs. Respect him. But first and foremost, glorify me. And I'm going to provide you security. So you could draw an arrow up to God and write in that glorify, and then a down arrow from God to the woman, security. And then an arrow from the woman to the man, respect. And a man, uh, an arrow from the man to God, glorify. And an arrow from God to man, significance. That's what's going to solve this problem. And you can see those graphs in chapter four if you if you download the uh, 
study guide there in Chapter 4. You can see those graphs. Again, that's Chapter 4 at GreatRelationships.com, GRNumeratRelationships.com. Right. That'll be on page 56, in fact, if you, uh, if you wanted to uh, see, the, see that in the study guide. So there's no hope with this line that goes from woman to man to work, right? It's not there. God's clearly not in it. Right. I put God above it and change the focus, and everything starts to resolve. Right. So the thing that I want you to remember from today you're going to be on autopilot in the wrong direction <laughs> if you're not paying attention to what God asks you to do. Women, please respect your husband. Husbands, please love your wives. That's the only solution to the, to the judgments. Wow, I thank you. Can you say that just one more time? If you don't look at God, you're going to be in autopilot the wrong direction. In the wrong direction, creating fear for man and lack of safety for a woman, and lack of significance for the man. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow. I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.